Grace, mercy, and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text for this evening comes from the book of John, starting in the 19th chapter. Then Pilate took Jesus and flogged him, and the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and arrayed him in a purple robe. They came up to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and struck him with their hands. Pilate went out again and said to them, See, I am bringing him out to you, that you may know that I find no guilt in him. So Jesus came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold the man. When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to that law, he ought to die, because he has made himself the Son of God. When Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. He entered his headquarters again and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. So Pilate said to him, You will not speak to me? Do you not know that I have authority to release you and authority to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given to you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me over to you has the greater sin. From then on, Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. So when Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat at a place called the Stone Pavement and in Aramaic, Gabbatha. Now it was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about the sixth hour. He said to the Jews, Behold your king. They cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. So he delivered him over to them to be crucified. Here ends our text. Dear Christian friends, how did things get so out of hand? Every single moment in Pilate's life had prepared him for the position he was in now. He had been raised in the equestrian class of Rome. He had served in the legions faithfully for many years prior to being assigned service in that Caesar's praetorian or household guard. He was even married to the granddaughter of Caesar Augustus. And he had been nominated for this post by Sainus, the head of the Praetorian Guard. This nomination had been accepted, and he had been installed by Tiberius Caesar himself. If ever there was a man destined for greatness, it was Pilate. However, everything started to go downhill the moment he arrived in Judea. Almost as soon as he got there, he had angered the Jews, for the troops he had brought with them had carried along images of the emperor, and they had set them up in Jerusalem. Now, this was in direct violation of Jewish law, as they were not to have graven images. This law dated back to the time of Moses. When the people went forward and came to Pilate, asking him to please remove the images, for it was against their laws, he declined, rather strongly. He issued threats of military force against anyone who would not go home and cease pestering him with this request. He only relented this action when he discovered that the people would rather die than have their laws violated. This was strike one. Shortly after this, 
Pilate was involved in yet another scandal involving an aqueduct, a series of perceived misappropriation of funds, and yet another angry mob. This one did not end as peacefully, and a number of Jews were killed. Strike two. The trial and execution of Jesus could not have come at a worse time for Pilate. His patron, Sayanus, whose protection he had relied upon over these past two scandals, had recently been executed as a result of a failed coup attempt for the imperial throne. Now, this caused Pilate great concern, as all of Sayanus' followers were now being kept close under close watch, and if they exhibited any sentiment of this man's anti-Semitic standpoints, they were arrested and subsequently executed. The order of the day in Rome was to leave the Jews alone, and Pilate was already skating on thin ice. Now here before him were the Jewish leaders, bringing to him a man they wanted executed. From Pilate's point of view, this man had done nothing to warrant execution, and even if he was guilty of the charge that had been laid on him, blasphemy was not punishable by crucifixion under Roman law. The Jewish leaders knew this, so partway through the trial, they changed the accusation. Now, no longer was Christ simply a blasphemer. He was a self-styled king. Pilate, being a governor and a legal bearer, knew now what kind of game these men were playing. He knew the type of sham trial they had just forced him into. A charge like high treason was not something that was introduced in the middle of a trial's proceedings, especially not one that was presided over by the governor himself. But these words rang in Pilate's ears. If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Pilate was undoubtedly already under close watch after the past two scandals, and if word came to Rome that he had defied the Jewish leaders and released a man who had not only been charged as a blasphemer, subject to death by their laws, but who also claimed to be a king, high treason under Roman law, he would have been removed from his position immediately and most likely executed himself. It was fear of this outcome that spurred Pilate to hand Jesus over to the crowd. And it is for this decision that Pilate is remembered throughout history. People point at Pilate and say, here is the coward who allowed Jesus to be killed. Could Pilate have stopped Jesus' crucifixion? Certainly. He's proven before that a rioting crowd has never stopped him when he thinks he's in the right. Would it have been the right and just thing to do? Certainly. By all legal means, Jesus was innocent. But there is one piece missing from our story. Listen again to Jesus' words to Pilate. You would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given to you from above. Here it is, our missing piece, the piece so often overlooked when we talk about Pilate. All of this needed to happen. Jesus needed to be arrested. He needed to be betrayed by those who were closest to him, and he needed to be beaten, whipped, and humiliated. And most importantly, he needed to die. For if Jesus had not been killed, there would have been no defeat of death or Satan. The punishment we all so rightly deserve for our sins would still rest on us. Had Jesus not died, we would have no eternal life waiting for us. I want you to think about that for a moment. Pilate was a man who made many wrong decisions in his life. 
But he is also the man that God bestowed authority upon to bring about his plan of salvation. Even Pilate's faults, his cowardice, his pettiness, his unbelief, were used by God to achieve his goal. For it is through the death and resurrection of Christ and that our sins are forgiven. And it is through this that we have the promise of life eternal. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen.